Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. I hope that you will sit back and take a few moments to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord would like to say to you today. He is encouraging us and challenging us to not be afraid, but to be strong in the power of His might. Now, let's go to today's podcast. brothers and sisters in Christ. Today's podcast is a very exciting and interesting podcast because the Lord has really been sharing some things with me and he's been sharing things with my husband Steve that just dovetailed in so perfectly that I'm excited to have that all come together for you. I would like to first of all say hello to our brothers and sisters in Christ in Sri Lanka and also our brothers and sisters in Christ in Iceland. It's very nice to have you listen and join in and I look forward to sharing what the Lord has to say today. I also would like to say to those of you who do help support the podcast, I really do appreciate it. Just like everyone else, the cost of living is kind of intense right now. And I ask that you would prayerfully consider helping me produce these podcasts. I have been asked to do some new videos, but again, my income level for that right now is not possible, and I am working a different job as well. Um, not just pastoral counseling. So my plate is full trying to pay bills just like everybody else. So let's get on with today's podcast. This podcast, this word from the Lord, is very, very intense and yet so encouraging. The title of this is called A Time for Precise Acts of God, the Opening of Doors Among His Own Peculiar People. It's a wonderful thing to be able to give a hand to someone who is in turmoil. But we can't do it by just quoting nice Christian sayings or throwing out a random scripture at them. It's so easy to say, oh yes, just trust in God. It'll all work out. Somehow, somewhere, God will help you. When we see a person going through trials and who knows God, but is struggling hard, who is deeply fatigued and bobbing up and down under the water, barely keeping afloat, due to some difficulty or trial of their faith. We need to lift them up, and we are not to judge them, because it is a slander against the very loved creation of Jesus Christ. Oswald Chambers had a tremendous statement about this. He said, It's a great thing to see physical courage, and still even strong moral courage. But the greatest thing is to see spiritual courage, to see that we can help others stand true and strong in the integrity of Jesus, no matter what they are going through. People who have gone through a hot fire, or as some call it, a crucible, these tested individuals are going to be a tremendous support to many other people. He went on to say, here's the reason we go through the things we do. God wants to know if he can make us good bread good food to feed to other people. Wow. In 1 Peter 1-8, through Peter says to us, Though right now you're grieved by so many different trials, hang in there. Remember the inheritance. It's not messed up. It's not defiled. It's not made dirty. Look to Jesus, and you will receive the ultimate result and reward of your faith. My fellow believers, There's a time coming when everything that right now that is a problem will be perfectly solved. In the meantime, 
Are we prepared to let people poke at us, to joke at us, to humiliate us, to let them have their momentary agendas over certain narratives? When you stick it out and hold on, looking to the greater horizon, to the very central part of Christianity, which is your personal walk, your personal relationship to Jesus, how do you continue to handle the cruelties of this current world system? Look to Him. Look at Him. Which actually means look for spiritual discernment, remembering it's a difficulty to be weak. And God strengthens us to go through anything when Jesus Christ is what He is and who He said He was. If we have a trial of faith, we must endure it until we get through it. And more often than not, even other Christians who are watching might pull back in disgust at our difficulties or losses. These individuals have yet to actually surrender their lives to humility. They enjoy thinking God has blessed them with earthly things and pleasures because somehow they are more clever and worked harder at achieving. The rich young ruler was much like this. He did all the right actions, was good-hearted and generous, oh yes, but he loved the attention it garnered him as well. When Jesus asked him to sell it all, sell out 100% to help those around him and to come and follow Jesus, he couldn't. He loved being in charge and in control of his own destiny. It says that he went away sad. Sad because he couldn't live both lifestyles at the same time. He most likely thought he could finance Jesus quite well and make a return on his investment if the market drew good crowds. If you have been through trials of faith in the past, God will then bring across our paths other more immature souls, and we have no business despising them. We are supposed to help them. We are to be to them something that has embraced and fully transferred into our souls, which is the very fundamental nature of Jesus. Remember, people will draw off of that virtue leaving you. The scripture says Jesus knew in himself that power had gone out of him. This is when the woman with the shaming, hemorrhaging issue of blood said, I could just touch that piece of fabric, the hem of his garment. And Jesus did say, someone touched me. I felt virtue leave me. Friends, you and I will feel the same thing. There are people who spiritually and morally will literally draw or pull the virtue out of your life. And if you don't keep up the supply from the life of Jesus Christ, you will be exhausted. We must keep our spiritual strength strong and let others nourish themselves until they are able to stand on their own feet and then take direct life instructions from Him. Now don't be disturbed if people's lives seem to be messy or things are changing and not fitting perfectly like a jigsaw puzzle piece. It actually means there is a terrific possibility of greater things developing. And the same thing spiritually is that if there is turbulence in our lives, God is turning into the right thing in the right time. So in the meantime, look to Jesus and take the next step as it comes.
Get through whatever you're going through and you'll be a tremendous assistance to others who are going through the very same thing. It's not for us to shame or humiliate or criticize others for not being where you are spiritually, but instead, it's for us to see that we are good, nourishing bread for these people in the hands of God. If we look at Job chapter 1, verse 1, that verse certainly speaks loudly. It says, Job was blameless and upright. He feared God and pushed away or shunned evil, and this was the character God gave to Job. God asked Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. And Satan then replied and said, Well, strip him, and he will curse you to your face. You see, Satan wanted Job to fall. He wants us to fall. But God wanted Job to be blessed. So Satan tried to strip Job from God. With a malignant and a strong, strong evil energy, he goes to work. And then in one day, he brought the greatest man in all of the East into abject poverty and then visits him with great sadness, blow after blow of such a difficult and crushing nature. And with such speed, this all fell upon Job. We just have to marvel at the testimony of the Holy Spirit that in all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God with wrongdoing. That's in verse 22 of Job 1. What a massive win for God, and what a punch in the face and a defeat for Satan. Now I'm going to share with you a current prophetic word that I feel that the Lord would have me share with you. Many hidden and also more visual prophetic individuals are hearing similar threads and words from the Holy Spirit regarding what I'm about to share with you. I encourage you to be very focused and still as you take these insights to heart. The Father has things that are very succinct and encouraging for you to hear. So here we go. Those who have stayed faithful to God's leading, stepping out into new things, will start to see doors opened into the promises. The prophetic word of testing and preparing them for this time is now coming to pass, says the Lord. There is a precise blessing for the double portion where that which was conceived and dreamed about in the years past, and now it surfaces into a double blessing. This is the year where the prophetic voice brings into the open new life, brings restoration, strengthening the weary soul, enlarging your heart, and resurrecting the dry bones. This is the prophecy to his church. As you reorder, reset yourself to his leading, his mission, and his headship, he brings the wind of the Spirit to cause his church to rise up. Expect to see resurrection in the church. Doors begin to appear for many, with heavenly encounters and signs showing the way. Those who have stayed faithful to God's leading, stepping out into new things, will start to see doors opened into the promises. For some, this year will be one where you start to truly enter the dream you felt God called you to during the last year or two. Even though it seemed to lead to nothing, and you found yourself back at the beginning where it all started. But through the voice of the Father and the Son, they have been establishing you, preparing you for what lies ahead. This year, development has been taking place, positioning you for the door that is about to open. 
This is the beginning of the prophetic word and dream being realized. But it is only the beginning. The place where no options and hard brick walls once existed, now doors appear. New partnerships and pure relationships continue to be revealed. This is for personal moves of God and for national moves of God globally. The moment and movements, yes, better mobility, allowing the passage through the doors is being made possible. However, be wise and aware that the enemy crouches at the door, so don't be deceived. But in the power of God and faith in his leading, continue despite the battle. Know too that Satan will seek to deceive by building his false gates and attractive other doors options, flanking the Lord's. So prayerfully seek the will of God. The key that opens the door of the Father is humility and dependence on Him. The door is opened by the doorkeeper. Hearts once closed to love will begin to open the journey to humility, bringing about those who will bend their knees. Those who carry the gospel will see their light received by those bowing and seeking God, and a new awakening will take place. It's time for the doorkeepers to announce the invitation, come, enter into his presence, open your heart to his perfect love, and you will find rest. The Lord will make his home in you. Now, my husband Steve had a most beautiful encounter with the Lord on an early morning recently, and he's going to share his exact words and understanding about what the Lord gave to him in the next few minutes of this podcast. It is so very timely and certainly the word of the Lord for this time that we are living in and experiencing. Jesus Christ, who did give himself for us, that he might ransom us from all lawlessness and might purify to himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. That's from Young's literal translation of Titus 2.14. Perhaps you haven't considered yourself peculiar, but that's how the Apostle Paul refers to us. Why? Because peculiar people walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. In our temporal life on this earth, we are bombarded with difficult situations. However, even as we live in the flesh, our life is hidden in God, and we who walk in the Spirit overcome these situations. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ who lives within me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave his life for me. Galatians 2.20 There is a song that was often sung in worship services that originated from Psalm 48.13. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, in the city of our God and the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situations, the God of this whole earth. Is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king? On the Feast of Tabernacles, the ingathering, the first night of Sukkoth, September 30th, 2023, at 4 a.m. I was awakened and walked outside to see the full harvest moon. It was an unusually bright night. Prophetically, it represented the soon coming harvest of souls about to be ingathered to his kingdom. Next to the moon shone the planet Venus, the morning star. We know the morning star to be another name Jesus gave to himself in the book of Revelations. 
I also saw the Little Dipper shining very brightly as if reporting that his saints were about to dip in and gather the end-time harvest for the kingdom of God. In this weary season, because of the constant assault of evil agendas, we often feel as if we are literally on the battlefield of the last day war between two kingdoms. Satan's assault, his purpose, is to steal, kill, and destroy, particularly from the saints of God, and steal our divine purpose. Many saints are presently burdened by situations of the world. They are looking to their situation as being more real than God's word and the power that he has been given to them. If your purpose is stolen, it is equal to neutralizing you or equal to spiritually killing you. When your eyes are focused more upon the negative situation than on who we are in Christ, then Satan has not only stolen from you, he has robbed you of your true identity. The eyes of our flesh are then held captive by him as we focus more on the problem than the victory we have in Jesus. He said, I have come that you might have life abundantly. We stand as conquerors in him or we succumb to the trouble and are defeated. God says we are a peculiar people. Why? We who know our God intimately walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We are unmoved by situations. He who has ears to hear or he who walks in the spirit realm. Let him hear what God is saying to the churches. Early in 2022, the Lord spoke to me and he said, live in the history of your future. Exactly what does that mean? Well, ask yourself these questions. In the spirit realm, how do you envision yourself in the future? What are or will be your accomplished results? What passions did God instill in you and what purpose has he created in you before the foundation of the world? In the spirit, in the future, do you see yourself settled and looking back on your life, having completed what God has purposed for you to accomplish during this short span on the earth? In the midst of your current situation, according to the future self, do you look back at the present obstacles, the situations that Satan threw at you to trip you up and see yourself as having overcome them? Do you envision yourself as confident in the Lord, having applied his word and having walked by faith and not by sight? In the spirit, you are imagining that you have advanced yourself in faith, right? Are you living in the years yet to come and looking back to the now, seeing how you overcame the situation by the word of God? That is how you live now in the history of your future. You borrow from your future victorious self and apply that to the present. For example, looking at a monetary situation of lack of finances, it is always accompanied with anxiety. Scripture says, anxiety in the heart of a man weighs it down, Proverbs 12:25. It is the devil's trap to divert you into embracing worry rather than focusing on all that you have supplied in the promises of the Lord. The same scripture above is completed with, but a good word makes it glad. In other words, focusing on the word of God and the promises he made to provide for you are more powerful than any lack you might be experiencing in the natural. You are a peculiar people. You're not moved by what you see, by what present upsetting situations you're going through. 
The joy of the Lord is your strength. Peculiar people have joy in the midst of natural situations. They override circumstances by faith, standing on the promises of God. In their spirit, they see themselves having passed through the valley of the shadow of death, overcoming these natural situations by remaining confident in what God says about them. Peculiar people have a foundation on which they stand. Having done all to stand, standing firm on the word and who God called them to be, stand therefore. They see themselves not on the defense, but on the offense, having the upper hand. They confidently wrestle the adversary and rejoice in the prayers of thanksgiving. They are resolute in presenting themselves and pleading their case before the throne of grace, fully dressed in the armor of God, which is the holy character of the Lord Jesus. They stand in faith, stating what Scripture says about their situation, saying, God, here's what your word says about it, and I'm holding you to it. <laughs> he loves that boldness. Peculiar people stand firm against the wiles of the devil because they see themselves as victors. They envision who they have become in their future self. They know who they are because of what Jesus did on the cross and who God called them to be. They know the purpose is to bring heaven to earth, to be a present expression that represents the faith of all the great cloud of witnesses. Peculiar people already envision themselves as having defeated the devil and as being part of the city of God, the new Jerusalem. This is their future. Live now in the history of your future. They have already overcome natural situations and the devil's ploy against them. How, you ask? Well, and they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith, even when faced with death. Revelations 12:11 Amplified. First victory comes by the blood of the Lamb. They identify themselves with Christ on the cross, having had died with him, then having risen with him, where their life is conducted by faith and hidden in the Son of God. Secondly, it is by the word of their testimony, their covenant. They live their lives through him in spirit over the flesh. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Forever is the spiritual place that is beyond the dimension of eternity. It has no beginning and no end. These saints are hosting Christ in the Spirit. Therefore, they live through the Alpha and Omega in this life on earth. Thirdly, they overcame Satan in their identity with Christ because they love not their own lives, their own soul and body, even to a situation of facing physical death. If necessary, in our stand against Satan, we volunteer for martyrdom. How is that possible? Because we've already died with him. Peculiar people live through Christ Jesus by walking in the Spirit, a realm higher than our natural, earthly, physical life. We live on Mount Zion, the city of the New Jerusalem, along with the victorious saints who have preceded us. The morning star has risen in our hearts, and we see ourselves for who we are as victors in the Spirit. We live now on this earth, borrowing on the promises of who we will be in the age to come. 
We live in the history of our future. We live as the ingathered. We call those things that are not presently in the midst of our situations, as though they were, because by faith in the spirit realm, they already are reality and the purpose of Christ within us. That is how you fulfill and complete the part of the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray and to live. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is within you. It is your personal relationship with God in spirit. It is your union with him in revelation that you are one with God in intimacy. Once that is established, then you can confidently carry his presence outwardly and exhibit his nature toward others. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit and radiate his glory. That is what it means to bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Peculiar people bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. Stand firm in whom you are as the bright morning star continues to arise in your heart, even to its brightest as the light of the full day or noon. Live today in the history of your future and be peculiar. Let's give thanks for God speaking to us, my friends. He spoke to Steve that we are to be unusual, peculiar, radiant people filled with the light of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for being the door of hope. In Revelation 3.8, it says, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have a little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Isaiah 22.22 declares, And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open, and none shall shut. And he shall shut, and none shall open. So my friends, the Lord has an open door for each of us and many open doors that he's beginning to now let happen to take place that just seemed like nothing was happening or nothing was moving. Some of them are not what you've expected. Some of them are probably in different fields or even in different expressions than you're familiar with. But God is opening doors to connect and to bring together different pieces and puzzles of his body who will flow in unity and in humility. That's what he's looking for. He's not looking for another big superstar. He is certainly not looking for another big name and another big movement. He is looking for a bride that is a collective expression of the glory of God. So let's just say together, Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Here we are. Send us. I bless you all in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the bright and morning star the one and only true Sovereign King. And I know that you've been encouraged by this word, and I encourage you to share it with other people. This is a very anointed word. There was a sweet and strong presence resting on Steve and I as we were recording and as I was preparing this, just a knowing that the timing of this is so, so spot on for right now. I bless you and I say goodbye for now, and I look forward to our time together in our next podcast. Goodbye for now.